This is the Ring of Honor, aka Shane T, boy, the baddest champion you ever seen, boy. This is Mister Anderson. This is good old Jr. Jim Ross, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Starts now. What up, though, is another Tuesday. And as I was saying, before I hit that pretty red go live button, damn, freezing my balls off over here in Detroit. But it's a good thing because one of us must not be a pansy because we've got the last real man himself, Silas Young, Ring of Honor star. And who knows where he's going to end up next. But, hey, man, it's good to have you on the show. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Hey, man, we're much appreciated. Like I said, I would have come up and introduced myself in Sanctuary, but I didn't want to be all rude while y'all were doing your stuff with the match, which if you haven't seen it yet, you need to go and check that out. Shout out to uh, everybody over at the Sanctuary. That was uh, it was a fun show. That was my first time down to uh, Sanctuary. What are your thoughts on your match with Zach Gowan, man? Uh, you know, it was, a, it was a good time. I've known Zach for a lot of years, and, uh, you know, we've always had good chemistry together, always have had good matches uh, and that that match was no different. Uh, Sanctuary's got a cool little feel to it. It's a it's a cool venue. The ceilings are a little low, which uh, limits what you can do a little bit. But you know, when you've been doing this for close to twenty years, you you figure out uh, a way to work around things like that. Well, you mentioned a way to work around things. I mean, tying a guy to a dolly and running him into the wall <laughs> seems like a pretty good exit strategy. I'm just saying. Yeah, I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's the first time I've ever done that. Dude, that picture is floating around Twitter everywhere right now. It's actually a fucking amazing picture. That's really (laughs) fucking cool. Really cool. Shout out to Jerry, our buddy Jerry taking the shots for Sanctuary, but you ain't lying, man. Literally, that picture has gone all over the place. Well, I agree with you 100% on Sanctuary. Like I said, that was uh, my first time over there, but now we're getting to see you pop up in a lot of other places. So with everything going down the way it did with Ring of Honor, how are you feeling about getting reacclimated with all the indies and stuff? Because I saw you got another big match coming up with our friends at Warrior Wrestling against Brian Pillman Jr. coming up as well. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, man. Uh, after the last two years, the way everything has been, uh, when we're with Ring of Honor, we were only doing tapings uh, once every two months. And uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, we didn't do anything from the end of February until sometime in May. So uh, it feels good to be back out and working regularly. Uh, you know, two years of barely working was really starting to kill my drive for wrestling. So uh, in a weird way, you know, it, it always sucks to lose a job, especially one that's giving you some guaranteed money. But, uh, you know, the way I the way I feel personally and the way I'm feeling professionally, weirdly, is a lot better now. I, uh, I'm definitely a person that needs to be working regularly to really – you know, stay focused and be doing what I need to be doing. Well, that brings up as good a question as any. Anyone who knows and uh, has been following us for a while, which if you haven't already done so, make sure you hit that subscribe button. You know, Shane Taylor was talking about that with us right before Final Battle and how them being able to still be out on the indies to a degree, how that was able to keep them sharp when you guys weren't having as many uh, dates and stuff. With you coming out and doing the indies and stuff like that again, how, what are your thoughts on what the overall landscape is like in wrestling now? Because I feel like with us going down like we did with the pandemic, I feel like we're going to see a big boom again for the indies. And with WWE getting rid of so many people, Ring of Honor uh, shutting down or on hiatus, 
man, that's that creates so many potential matchups for you uh, on the indies. Is there any in particular you're looking to uh, kind of put a notch on your belt on? Well, you know what? There's not any one specific person, but I've always just uh, I've enjoyed getting to get out and work with new people. You know, I was uh, exclusive to Ring of Honor for about six years, so I didn't really have that opportunity to wrestle anybody but guys that were on the roster. So really, I'm just I'm excited to get out and see the, you know, talking about the landscape being different. Uh, you know, just the simple fact that there's so much younger new talent down out there. All the guys that, uh, you know, have been released over the last year or so, uh, those opportunities that come up, I feel like it's uh, the next year is just going to be like a, a whole brand new adventure, so to speak, of uh, traveling more, working for different companies. And I'm excited to see what the future holds. Yeah, that well, really brings up. That really brings in a whole new uh, pool of competition, I guess you could say, because you, you're really thrown into the ocean to see who you want to swim with, essentially. Absolutely. It's funny you bring up the traveling thing. I see a lot of guys. It, it's funny because you can really see like the newer guys versus the vets who actually prefer doing the traveling. When the pandemic hit, there was a lot less traveling, right? Absolutely. So these newer guys are like, oh, this is great. I can do certain shows, not travel as much. Whereas the vets, the guys that's been around for a long time, you can see that they are really wanting to get back out on the road and just live on that road, man. Is that something that uh, you're welcoming back as we got back to all this? Yeah, absolutely, man. I've always been a big fan of the travel. Uh, you know, like I said, for a lot of years, it was it was a little bit more flying, but uh, I don't even mind the driving. Uh, I just I enjoy all the aspects that come with pro wrestling from the long drives to uh, you know, working in small venues to, you know, going to a show and working with someone you never met, never even met before. So uh, I, uh, I take, I take it all in and figure it's all part of the game. Well, and that's good to know, because not only are you doing that from what I see, you're also spreading knowledge. Cause I hear you're going to be out here by us coming up soon for a uh, horror slam. And I saw you got a seminar going on with that. So how do you feel about that? Like this is giving you an opportunity now that you're out here on the Indies to be not only you know, knocking ring rust off, getting new matchups and all that stuff, but doing stuff like that, you're getting to uh, give back to wrestling a little bit. Do you like doing the seminars or is it something you've always done or is it a new thing for you? I mean, I've done some seminars in the past, but this is definitely more of a new thing. It's something that seems like it's going to be happening a little, happening a little bit more regularly, uh, you know, working with Ring of Honor for nine years, uh, you know, six of them being exclusive, but nine years in total, you know, it's, we did a lot of pay-per-views, a lot of TV matches, um, a lot of eye pay-per-view stuff like that. It's it's learning uh, like learning a whole different um, aspect of wrestling. So being able to come out and pass it on to uh, you know the younger generation—that's what wrestling is all about—is you know giving back to what's given to you. So speaking of the younger generation, we've had a couple questions. We asked people at our social medias at KO3C pod, what stuff they wanted us to ask the last real man about. And since we talked about sanctuary, I guess that's as good a one to answer uh, as any, all you guys who are joining in the stream, let us know where you're watching in the comments. But, uh, Joey Williamson told me he wanted me to ask you, what are your thoughts on, uh, facing Karam next month at uh sanctuary who also happens to be a past guest of the show. How do you plan on coming out with the dub with a, a fucking brute force like that, dude? Uh, you know what? You know, you guys look at Krom and you see a, a a big guy who's got a bunch of muscles. But, you know, I've beaten guys that are bigger than him uh, day in and day out. So I'm going to go into it with the same game plan I go into every match with. You know, there's a reason that I'm called the last real man. And it's not just because it's a cute little moniker. Uh, it's a way of life. And, uh, 
he's 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 no different than any other big guy with a bunch of muscles. So I, you know, same game plan. And uh, if if Crom thinks that I'm going to sweat him, he's he's sadly mistaken, my friends. Hey, I like it. Like I said, no scared money don't make money out here. We rock with Karam, but like I said, it's cool to see everybody's already uh, chomping at the bit for that match. So, like I said, I'm looking forward to it. Most likely, I'll be back in the building for uh, the next Sanctuary show for that. But Joey had another question for you with that. He said, is there anyone – here, I'll put it up on the screen for you. Uh, Is there anyone in AEW or Impact that you would like to wrestle that maybe you haven't yet? I mean, there's a lot of talent in both those companies that I haven't uh, haven't gotten the chance to to work with ever. I mean, I guess a, a few off the top of my head um, for impact to be, you know, a guy like uh, Eddie Edwards, um, and then maybe for uh, AEW. I mean, there's so many guys there that are good. There's a lot of young guys that I'd love to be able to get in the ring with, as, as well as some guys that are some veterans. So, uh, you know, I've I've never been a guy who like makes a list of guys that I want to work this year or anything like that. So I don't really have anybody off the top of my head, but you know, I'm, I'm, I, when it comes down to it, I want to work the guys that, you know, people look at and view as the best uh, because I know that I can hang with all those guys. And, and the only way you can show that to, to, to companies and to fans is to, to get in there and actually do it. Cause you can run your mouth and say all you want all the time about how you're great and you can do this and that, but really this is a, a put up or shut up type of business. Well, that brings into a question that I had for you in that with the landscape being opened up a lot more with what we've seen now that Mickey James is doing her thing with the Royal Rumble with WWE and you got AEW and Impact and you got New Japan coming in and all these things. As you come back out with uh, Ring of Honor, you know, being on hiatus or however that plays out, where, you know, where are your thoughts on where you want to end up? Do you have any places in mind that stick out to you more than others or is there any one place that you're looking for, or are you just looking to get back out and get some reps first? Uh, you know, right now, like, uh, I'm, I'm, I think my big concern is just getting out and, and get to working regularly. You know, I don't really feel like I've I've missed a step or anything like that. Uh, you know, if anything, it was just the motivation uh, wasn't there because it was so long in between tapings and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I, I think... I think I ideally, you know, being able to work for a place like AEW would be kind of a no-brainer, you know, that weekly television, they have nothing but great talent there. Uh, but, you know, there's also places like Impact. Impact would be great. You know, I uh, have a lot of friends that work there. Um, you know, they're putting on a great product. And the cool thing about what's happening in wrestling now is what you were just talking about. You have all these, um, you have all these companies that are starting to work together that are allowing talent to kind of you know, have a, a swinging door, so to speak, to go kind of come and go. So I think the kind of no matter where I would end up, uh, it doesn't necessarily limit me to just them. So I think that's one of the really cool things that is happening now. Yeah, I talk about that all the time uh, when we talk wrestling. Is that That's one of the brightest spots right now in the wrestling world is the ability just to get out there and be able to be in multiple uh, organizations at once, even hold multiple belts for or multiple companies at once it, it really is a big change yeah absolutely is it's uh it's like uh what do they say it's precedent setting it's uh it's something that's really never been done before so it's cool to be involved in the wrestling business while this is happening you bring up the uh, royal rumble kyle so let's say let's say your phone rings silas and uh they say hey we want you for the rumble is there somebody in that particular men's match that you'd like to be standing face to face with 
Uh, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, the, the easy mat, the easy answers are, you know, the guys that are the top guys, um, yeah. you know, guys like Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, just for the fact that they are the top guys. And, you know, uh, everybody that's in this business that really, really puts themselves into it. Uh, you know, they want to be in the top position so that, you know, that, that would be me. I'd want to be facing the top guys. So Magic, that leads man. into a but question Magic I got for you with that, that goes right off of that. So obviously anybody that was watching what was going on in wrestling, uh, Ring of Honor, or at least some of the guys and girls that were part of Ring of Honor made themselves quite the little impact, no pun intended, at uh, Hard to Kill. So first of all, I want to know, what are your thoughts on uh, the guys and girls who went over there as past guests of the show, Mike Bennett and uh, everyone's favorite, not human PCO, as well as uh, Maria Bennett and all them went down to impact and pretty much laid waste to who was in the ring at the, that point. What are your thoughts on them showing up on impact? Do you think that we're going to see more like groups of ROH guys showing up on some of these shows or what are your thoughts on last weekend? Uh, I mean, I think, I think it's great. You know, if, if ring of honor does plan on doing something, if it's a reboot or whatever, I think it's great that they're, you know, uh, having companies like Impact that are uh, giving them this platform to be able to do something like this. It's, you know, it, it only benefits the the talent, the people that you mentioned, but it also benefits Ring of Honor as well. So I think it's I think it's a win win all around for everybody. Yeah, not just the not just the companies and the talent, the fans, too, man. It, yep. it really gets oh, yeah. to expose these fans to a ton of new guys that they may not have had the opportunity to see throughout you know their careers in another uh, organization yeah absolutely that's an excellent point you know i never uh as, you know for myself being in wrestling for 20 years you know i'm obviously still a fan of it but you know we, we, when you're involved with it so for so long you kind of view things from a different eye so to speak uh but i you know i can think back to my times of you know pre being involved in the wrestling business and you know maybe being more from the fan perspective uh that stuff like that would have blown my mind to be honest with you I, and that's what I tried to explain to Corey. Like when everything went down, I was like, people are like downplaying what's going on. But like, I can't remember any other time. And I tried to wreck my brain when they announced the whole thing with Mickey James. Cause the only other time I can ever remember WWE having a quote unquote champion from one of the other companies was when Taz had the belt for a short time, but that was basically just for him to kind of bail out ECW because of the whole thing with uh, Mike awesome. So he didn't never really hold on to it that long, much less have him go into the rumble I mean, for me, man, at least if nothing else, it makes you want to see what the hell are they going to do with Mickey? I'll be honest with you. It made me want to see Hard to Kill. I mean, not that it wasn't a a, a stack card as it was, but you want to see what the hell happened. Like, why? Like, what are they going to do with it? Or is it going to be like a big sham finish? So I think, like, the more we can see things like that mixing, it's, uh, it's only good for wrestling as a whole. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It generates... It generates uh, interest in business for for everybody involved. So that's a great point. I've said it before, man. This is the last like, this is <laughs> thanks, Nate. This is uh, <laughs> besides the early '90s, you know, the, the quote unquote golden era and the attitude era, man. For me personally, this is like the best time to watch wrestling because now you have it's almost like a mixing bowl of just everything. You know, right. There's right. Ring of Honor, Impact, AEW, WWE. You just never know nowadays, man. And everything is possible. Right. Back then, it was like you knew what you were getting. Even have it happening with some of the, uh, you know, some of the bigger independent companies too. With like, uh, I think like the Briscoes had popped up at GCW a few times. Mm Kind of won their belts. It's pretty cool experience. Yeah. Not only is it doing great for stuff on TV, but it's opening doors, like you said, for these independent companies, man, to just break through 
It's, it's one of the best times to be a wrestling fan. That's for sure. We're just sitting back watching and enjoying it. You guys are putting in the work, so right. it's good for everybody. So let's take it off wrestling for a little bit, because like I said, I like to pride myself on doing my research and things. And, you know, I know that you hail from the Wisconsin area. We just had a nice tussle with some guys called Packers from over there uh, on Sunday. So how are you feeling about the Packers as they go into the playoffs? And did it bother you at all that you guys lost to the dumbass Detroit Lions? this week? Uh, you know what? If, if, if we would have had our starters in the whole game, it probably would have bothered me. But the fact that, you know, they had, uh, you know, basically like uh, second or third string guys in for half the game, it didn't bother me that much. And the fact that, you know, we, uh, whether the number one seed in the NFC, uh, you know, I'm feeling good about it. But at the same time, you know, we've, but this is, this could be, uh, you know, last two years we went to NFC championship game, didn't quite get it done. But I feel like the team this year is better than the team that we've had the the previous two years. So I'm feeling good and hopeful about it, you know, uh, but on, but on the other hand, you know, I live in Wisconsin. You are required by law to be a Packer fan. If, you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, you guys have had by far the most consistent team uh, going oh, yeah. into the playoffs throughout the year. So that that speaks volumes. And you guys don't have a ton of injuries going into it either. So you guys, you guys consistently real- kicking our ass. I mean, is that a is that a is that a, a big no thing surprise, at this point? Yeah. It looks like everybody's been kicking our ass. I mean, they decided yeah. to wait till hey, the last game of the season to pull reason, off the flea flicker. For some reason, Aaron Rodgers just does it a little better than everybody else. Right, right. It, it, I'm argue. glad that I'm glad he he didn't pick the Detroit boys as the one he clowns on, like he does the Bears. Man, he he clowns <laughs> on the Bears hard. Right, we, at right. least we don't. At least we don't get that treatment. From him. But, right, shit, we get that treatment from every sportscaster in America. So I mean, hell, it's hard. Hurts. It's like <laughs> it's like punching down at this point, right? Like it's hard to pick on us. At least it's the Chicago Bears, you know. Like yeah, us, it's just punching down. Right. So right. do you think? So do you think you guys are going to be able to hold on to uh, Rogers? Do you think they're going to shell him out another big contract, or do you think in a couple of years we're going to be talking about the same deal? Uh no, nah, man. I, I don't think Rogers is going anywhere. I think it kind of goes with the. Uh, just the whole way uh, society is now, you know, people have to stay relevant and what keeps things relevant and entertainment is, uh, I guess, uh, bullshit a little bit, so yeah. to speak. Uh, yes, you know, think things, a uh, controversy, you know, that's, that's, uh, I believe that's what that's all about. Uh, but I don't think Rogers is going anywhere. Yeah. yeah the lovely, the lovely going. art of speculation. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah. he sure had he sure had people talking, and clearly Donald, hey man, get better soon. I know you're dealing with the Rona, man. Feel better soon. Uh, mayor and only one. Because... Oh, uh oh, oh wow. <laughs> oh man, he he's Uh-oh. saying get him. He's saying he's getting out of here, man. And Jimmy Smith, who just was on the show with us, uh, your voice of Monday Night Raw. Look, hell froze over. Your Steelers made it into the playoffs. When I see you in Dallas, I'll give you a high five because they made it to the playoffs. I can't hate on it because it's Big Ben's last last season. But I just hope you know that, first of all, y'all motherfuckers tied with us. Second of all, (laughs) you had to get in on like this and this and this and this all had to happen for y'all to get in the playoffs. So, hey, we're not in the playoffs, so I won't talk shit. But I will bust your balls once I get to Dallas. Oh, yeah, the Steelers ain't going past this next round, that's for sure. Hell no, they got the Chiefs, right? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. 
I don't think so, dude. Like one. I said, they're going out first round, I think. But watch watch them come out and make us eat crow, dude. Like the yeah, Lions right. over here throwing out flea flickers. You could have had the number one overall pick, but y'all had to go and fuck it up. Right. <laughs> Some typical Lions shit. The one time I'm rooting for the Packers, let's not say that too loud, but the one time you want the Packers to win. The woes of a Detroit Lions fan when you're legitimately like, shit, I hope they lose. That way we can get right. the number one pick, even though Norm- we don't know if they would have even done shit with it anyways. Yeah, right. Exactly. Normally, normally I'd agree with you, but this year the draft ain't really shit. So yeah. get all them wins you can. We need the locker room looking better for the locker year. room morale hey they needed to pull out some of them flea flickers earlier in the season and we'd have been all right all right right right, yeah, right. <laughs> but let's talk about <laughs> something that you had going on in 2021 that i thought was one of the better feuds that we had across roh because like i said for anybody that's been watching this for any length of time i've said with shane taylor i've said it with con and moses i said it when mike bennett came on I truly believe that you guys had one of the best products uh, as we were going through the pandemic when the, the pure tournament was re uh, reintroduced, you know, all the things that went into that, they really had a great product going in there. And your feud with Josh Woods was one of my favorite ones. I actually had talked to uh, Mark, the publicist for them multiple times trying to get you guys uh, for that one. Cause I was such a big fan of what we saw. So first of all, what are your thoughts on uh, that feud as a whole? And where does that rack up for you with what you did in 2021 uh you know that that's definitely uh not just 2021 but that's you know one of my favorite things that i've done in wrestling you know uh a couple years back the ring of honor had had josh woods around for a little bit they weren't really doing anything they really knew knew what to do with them and it was actually me who kind of uh approached them and said hey i have this idea this thing i want to do with josh and uh you know they gave kind of gave us a little uh leeway and allowed us to kind of do things the way we wanted to do, uh, do things. And then, you know, to take him from being a guy that the fans didn't really know to make, uh, you know, in such a short time to watch him, watch his in-ring progress grow. And then, uh, you know, also have the fans kind of get exposed to him and see who he is and what he's all about. Uh, you know, I, I take a lot of pride in that because, you know, it was kind of, you know, not saying that Josh didn't have part to do with it, but, you know, it was something that was, you know, kind of initially my idea and then, getting together with him and then doing all the the stuff that we did, which, uh, you know, I think is what helped make the, the, the program from this last year, uh, make it entertaining and make people care about it because, you know, first they seemed to enjoy what we were doing as a tag team. Uh, so, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, Josh is a friend of mine. So it was, uh, something that I was happy to, to be able to do for him to help him and his career grow. And then just the, uh, the chemistry that we had in the ring together also felt like, uh, you know, there's definitely a lot more that we could take that with or take oh, it. Dude, that there. was definitely one of the coolest ones. And the storytelling peer down to the last match where like you go to throw the chair into him and he won't use the chair. And then the chair being the thing that fucked him at the end. Right. Like I said, being a kid that's watched it since I was six years old, dude, the storytelling in that one was a one. So, right. My, I mean, my question with that, is that something that like you kind of grew into more as you got later in your career or were you always more based upon like the story and telling part uh, for wrestling versus the in-ring? Because uh, like I said, I've watched a lot of your stuff, but like like you said, story-wise, that was one of my favorites that I've seen. Right. I've always enjoyed the storytelling. I mean, I like the, you know, the in-ring stuff is it's fine and all, but you know, with without a good story, it doesn't mean as much when you have a good story with it. Uh you can take even simple little things that sometimes aren't as appreciated 
and and make them more appreciated. So I've always been a big fan of the storytelling aspect of pro wrestling. Uh, and I just think the more years you do it and the more uh, opportunities you have of throwing things against the wall and seeing what sticks, seeing what sticks, um, you get a better, uh, you get a better idea of how things work. So it's uh, to be able to do that or have these ideas and uh, see them come to fruition. Uh, it's, it's a good feeling, you know, it makes you feel like, you know, like, Hey, maybe I actually have a pretty good fucking idea what I'm doing here. So <laughs> it's good, uh, to hear, yeah. good to hear from guys that, you know, it's something that you enjoy. No, man. Like I said, I mean, I wasn't just blowing smoke when I said that, like I literally told Jerry when we were going in there, I I've said, and I've said it here on the show. I thought, you know, I've said for a while when it comes to ring of honor, I thought that you were one of the more underrated guys. And when you talk about um the storytelling and stuff especially as you go back out into the indies i feel like as you go out there in the incarnation that we see now is the last real man i feel like that alone just your demeanor and all that as a whole is different from the majority of what you're seeing you know out on the indies whether it's flip flop and fly or guys that got the bright gear or you know insert you know, indie stereotype here. I mean, you as a whole stick out different. So I guess that's as good a question as any. I know you adopted uh, the last real man moniker when you came back to Ring of Honor, but give me a, give us a little bit of idea, like how that all came to be and, you know, how you feel like you're going to be able to stick out as we go into 2022. Uh, so the, the idea for it kind of came as I was getting an opportunity to start with Ring of Honor. It had been something that I toyed with a little bit but hadn't really pulled the trigger on fully. Uh, you know, at the time, uh, you know, I'd been wrestling about 10, 11 years and I knew I was getting this opportunity with ring of honor. And at that time I was just Silas young as a guy with, you know, long hair and a beard and, you know, as a good wrestler, but I knew going into ring of honor, everybody there is a good wrestler. But at the same time, most of the guys there are just a guy with a first name and a last name. So I wanted to do okay. something that kind of uh, made me stick out. So, I had been toying with this idea of the last real man. Uh, and the reason that came about was this was around the time when, you know, terms like metrosexual were coming out when we started hearing about guys like getting their eyebrows waxed and getting pedicures and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I just kind of thought like, you know, what what's like a character that I can do and that kind of feels like me. And, you know, I grew up in a, a family with uh, five older brothers. You know, my dad was a fireman. He was a fire chief in the city we lived in. He was kind of a no-nonsense type of guy. Uh, you know, he's pretty hard-ass. Like, kids were kids in the neighborhood were scared of him. So my dad had the mustache and the slick back hair. So I, so I, you know, shaved in the mustache and slick back the hair. Uh, and kind of just the idea was that, you know, men nowadays are not like our fathers or our father's fathers. Uh, so that was, that was kind of the idea. It was kind of, of I, I have this opportunity. What can I do to make myself stick out? And I had this idea, this character, so I thought this is where we're going to go for it. Well, you couldn't have picked a better guy to line up with with uh, uh, Beer City Bruiser, too, because that's about as blue collar as it got, bro. Right, right. And then as far as, like, uh, how I think it'll help uh, going out there, you know, like you said, a lot of guys, um, especially the younger guys, you know, you're just getting started in wrestling. You don't really have an idea what you want to do. So I think I think this opportunity to get out and work with young talent, uh, you know, help them grow. But I think it also helps me stick out for the fact that I do have a very definable character. And, uh, you know, it, it helps add to shows where maybe there's a lot of younger talent or maybe there isn't really a whole lot of characters on it. So I think there's a I think I got a, a good handful of things going for myself going into 2022. 
I no agree. Offense, but like your character for some reason reminds me a lot of like if I could compare today, like FTR, like Arn Anderson, the Brain Busters, stuff like that. Because we just don't have we don't have that. Like you say, like everything's so like over the top in wrestling right now. We still need those characters, man, that are just brutes and just like your normal guy, like the last real man. You look like you just drink a lot of whiskey, you know. Before just come out and start whooping some ass, man. So that I think that that speaks volumes to your character. That's great stuff. Thank you. Well, we got another question for you in the comments. It's another guy who was on the card with you at Sanctuary here in Detroit. Well, Hamtramck, but close enough. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel about a match with you and top-notch Jason Hotches? It's another guy who everybody's been asking since we went to Sanctuary that they want on the show. What are your thoughts on Mr. Hotch, and how do you feel a match with you two ago? Uh, you know, I've seen I've seen a little bit of his work. Uh, I mean, obviously, how do I think the match would go? I would win. I mean, I think that's a, a clear <laughs> no-brainer, but... You know, he's, he's a good example of a guy that, you know, uh, up until a couple of years ago, um, I, I I didn't know who he was. I mean, honestly, I, I'm not sure how long he's been wrestling, uh, but, you know, all the things that I've seen of his work, uh, I'd be I'd be more than happy to share the ring with him. So I think I think it would be uh, great stuff. You know, there's the reason that, you know, guys like him are, are getting out there and getting to work regularly and are, are making a name for themselves because he's a guy who's good at what he's doing. I I couldn't agree more, man. I haven't gotten to see a ton of him. Like I've seen him at a couple of the local shows. Donald, our buddy that's in the comments watching us every week, always is hyping him up on uh, the Michigan Indies. So to see him do his thing in that triple threat uh, that they had there at Sanctuary, he's definitely somebody that we'll have to um, bring back, bring on the show here in the next little bit. But that brings up another good question. We talked a little bit about, uh, your feud with Josh Woods and all those things. And we talked about how you and Beer City, Beer City Bruiser were a team in Ring of Honor. So with that being said, does the last real man get down with beer? And if so, what kind of beer are we passing? Oh, I don't I don't like beer at all. I'm a whiskey guy. <laughs> okay, what kind of whiskey yeah. are we doing? Uh, I mean, I like it all. I mean, I like Bullet. I like Jack. Uh, I like Maker's Mark. I mean, I've... I'm not a snob about it, but I prefer to drink better whiskey than not. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to turn down a, a free glass of whiskey of any brand, though. See, yeah. that's drink Hell abuse. Yeah. Now, do you like proper 12? Uh, I've had it before. It's all right. Yeah, I, I tried it. Like I said, I was it was a little it was a little off for me, but I figured I'd ask, like I said, since we were talking with that stuff. But <clears throat> with that being said, as you is. Um, You know, you're getting out here on the Indies. Obviously, we don't know what the future is with uh, Ring of Honor. You know, we just saw them uh, announce that they're gearing up for Supercard of Honor and that now they're talking about they're only going to focus on the two world titles and the tag titles. What do you think we're going to see when they come off this hiatus? Do you think they're going to come back like full bore like they were before? Do you think it's going to be like a different model? Like, how do you see this whole thing playing out once it plays out? However, it will. I mean, I got to be honest with I got to be honest with you. My your guess is as good as mine. Uh, you know, uh, Ring of Honor has always been a play, a company that kind of keeps everything close to the vest. Uh, you know, they're not really forthcoming with information all the time. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not real sure. I mean, uh, the only thing I can think is that maybe that because they're going to only be focusing on these couple of titles, that maybe they don't plan on running as many shows. But that could be completely wrong too. So yeah. uh, it's it's hard to say, you know. Uh, I I didn't really see um, them uh, popping up at Impact, but it happens. So it's really hard to see. I, I feel like it's just one of those things that you have to just wait and see what happens, you know. 
Yeah. Can totally respect that. Well, the other part of our show covers the combat sports end of things. Okay. So, with that being said, do you get down in the combat sports end of things? Do you like boxing, MMA, any of those? And are we are is the last real man getting uh, watching uh, Jake Paul do his thing? <laughs> Damn Jake Paul. I watch it a little bit. Um, like I watch some of the UFC fights and stuff like that, uh, or or a little bit of boxing here. But it's not not necessarily a, a a big thing of mine. I mean, I watch probably more pro wrestling than anything else. You know, it's it's my business. It's what I love. So, uh, but I mean, I definitely have a a, a respect and uh, appreciation for what all those guys do. And as far as Jake Paul, ah, uh, I mean, I know a lot of people shit on him, um, but. You know, I mean, I can't, I can't hate on a guy. He's out there. He's doing his thing. He's living his life the way he wants to live it. So, I mean, kudos to him for that. You know, uh, not everybody's able to do that. So, if if, if and at twenty four to be making money like that, man, I I find it hard to like as much as I say I don't like the guy. Right? (laughs) Goddamn, you can't. And and a lot, and it's just it's it's a circus. But like our eyes are glued to it. It's just it's crazy. Exactly. I mean, if and to be honest, if everybody if everybody didn't give it the attention that uh, we give it, it 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 would die. This exactly. Yeah. It it's would crazy. die. And it was funny. I agree a hundred percent with what Jimmy Smith said. And I think anybody that's ever stepped inside a boxing ring would say the exact same. I'll say the same now as I said, when the first fight happened, cause I've literally had people that watch the show every week. Well, if they had you fight Jake Paul, would you do it? You're damn right. For the <laughs> amount of money they got. I don't give a shit. If I walk in there, he knocks me out in one shot. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Hey, give me, me the and payday, Corey, Me and Corey will corner you. Me and Corey be your corner. Just give shit. us a cut. We'll have knockouts <laughs> and three counts trunks at the ready, dude. Like I said, I will take that shit tomorrow. And I bet you I still got better footwork not being in the ring for the last five or six years than Jake Paul does. But fuck him. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I feel like anybody would take that, right? I mean, maybe yeah, not right. anybody, but I, me and you definitely would. So You'd be stupid not to. Like, yeah, yeah. Right? Hey, baby. That's Get like that this money. thriller shit. Like they had uh, Mike Perry and all those guys go fight in that triangle triad stuff. When I heard the payouts that those dudes were getting, right. fuck yeah, sign me up, I, dude. I'm dude. I'm with it. Like I said, I've been knocked out before. I've been choked out before. It can't be much worse. And if at least I'm getting paid <laughs> that kind of money, it makes it worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Probably makes right. it feel a lot better. Uh, I, I'd be I feeling imagine. a lot better as I cash that bitch in the bank. <laughs> it, whenever I think about fighters losing, I remember Dan Hooker posting on his uh, Twitter when he lost to Islam Makhachev. It was the meme of the dude crying and wiping it with $100 bills. I'm like, <laughs> right, right, hard yeah. to argue with there, you know? It really is, man. I'm really. just saying, bro, get your money. However you got to do it, get your money. But yeah. you, you brought up one other thing I want to touch on before I get to uh, the end of the show. So, we always like to get backstories on, like you mentioned, how you're another guy who loves to uh, watch wrestling, even though you're a wrestler yourself. A lot of times you hear a lot of people say they don't, you know, they don't like to watch wrestling, don't like to take work home with them, all that kind of stuff. But it's funny how more and more the people that we bring on here, that's the same. It's the same thing. So for you, what was it? What what are uh, what are your favorites to watch when you're going back and watching wrestling? Are you just staying up on the current stuff? Do you go back and do the deep dive of the old stuff? What uh, what's on your palette right now? Well, I mean, I kind of watch a little bit of everything, uh, you know, especially since um, you know, getting back out on the independence, I've started watching a little bit more stuff on YouTube, just because you know you can find uh, you know, a lot of maybe some of the less known independent talent. You can always find some of their stuff on YouTube, uh, and then I, you know, I've been watching a little bit more of AEW because you know, uh, you know, like I said, that kind of feels like 
the it company that people want to work for. You know, forever it was WWE, but now yep. I really don't feel like it's WWE anymore by by any means. You know, uh, so I watch a little bit of AEW as well, but then I also enjoy watching, like enjoy watching, uh, you know, some of the Japanese stuff that's currently happening, like New Japan. Uh, I also like watching some of the old uh, Japanese wrestling. I like watching old WCW, the old um, territories, old WWF stuff. I kind of just like watching a little bit of everything. It's more just like, uh, you know, what am I in the mood for that day or that time? Yeah. And that that's what I'll start watching. So you brought up New Japan. I wonder, you know, like I said, I've gotten into New Japan more so in the last four or five years. But I and that's the funny thing. Uh, I was born in 92, so at this point, as I've gotten older, I found myself going back to watch, like, the old Starcades, the old Mid-Atlantic stuff, the old, you know, uh, World Class has been something I've watched a bunch of. Um, with that, you know, with that being said, and you mentioned that you're watching a little bit of everything, did you uh, did you get to check out uh, Wrestle Kingdom last weekend at all? No, I haven't got to check that out yet, but that's on the list to watch this week, so. That Okada versus Osprey match, man. Yeah, that's I'm just hearing that Just awesome. saying. That one was definitely worth the time, and the way they they built it from night one to night two, I thought was uh, pretty dope, especially because they had uh, Osprey coming out, running his mouth, and with it being the Japan crowd, you know, the, the Japan fans are, like, just so quiet. And then you got Will Osprey coming out here, running down Okada, and they're just silent until mm-hmm. Okada says something back. And Like I said, the way they built that from night one to night two, I definitely would say that would be uh, the standout. And I don't blame him for putting uh, that title back on uh, Okada. But what are your thoughts on that new belt, man? Are you a fan of the old school IWGP belt? Or do you like uh, you like the new belt? Uh, I definitely like the old belt better. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah. Old school everything, man. The, 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 the new one just school, like, it's kind of like a, like a creative belt option on like a website or a video game or some shit. Yeah, like that. Yeah. It looked like a transformer belt to me. Yes, That's the, the first tra- thing I thought is it looked like a tra- the the plate looked like a transformer belt. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I saw. But we've kept you here for a little while, and it's a segment that I was a dumbass and totally forgot when we brought Janai Kai on recently. So I would be remiss to not give the last real man his crack at this at this question. So. We've mixed it up a little bit, whether it's uh, fighters or wrestlers, but we call this one locker room etiquette. And usually you would think that that's trying to do back behind the scenes shit, but that's not where we like to go with this one. If you had any piece of advice for people that you uh, that are coming in, uh, whether it be young wrestlers, new guy to the locker room, whatever it be, what would it be? Some of the things we've gotten from names like Jimmy Jacobs and uh, let's see, Josh Briggs over there in NXT, Austin Theory threw some in. We've gotten wash your balls, keep your baby mama out the locker room. Uh, wash your gear, uh, bring your own wrist tape, bring your own squirt bottle. Uh, don't be a cheap fuck with the tape. So, uh, (laughs) for you, if there were any at all, is there anything at all that either pisses you off when you walk in a locker room or anything that you would say somebody shouldn't do when they come in there? Uh, you know, I would say don't get, don't be so fucking comfortable too fast. Uh, a lot of guys, uh, sometimes will come in places that, Maybe they've never been before. Maybe they haven't been around the wrestling business that long. And they act way too comfortable and they act like they're best friends with everybody. And, uh, I mean, I know it's the wrestling business and we all put each other's uh, lives in each other's hands and all that shit. But uh, sometimes the thing that rubs me the wrong way is how uh, people will sometimes act like they're best friends with this person after meeting them two or three times. Uh, You know, I think... um, 
I think that would be my piece of advice is, you know, show a little humility. Um, sometimes it's good to keep your mouth, uh, mouth closed and ears open. Uh, so, some, something along those lines, but I will say I'm definitely an offender of asking for other people's wrist tape. So <laughs> maybe, maybe that's something I need to work on for myself. <laughs> Hey, man, don't they say honesty is the first step to admitting things, man? See, that's what we're talking about over here. Making things better. Hey, man, sometimes it'd be like that. It was funny as hell because when we brought that up, man, uh, Khan from uh, SOS about died laughing when I I started going down the list. It's funny. You never know what you're going to get with those, man, but. I don't want to, I want to be respectful of your time, man. Like I said, it was great to have you on the show. I can't wait to see you uh, back here in Michigan for uh, Horror Slam. Now, if you got anything else you want to plug or anywhere anybody can be checking you out or anything else you want uh, the listeners, fans, anywhere they're at to uh, be finding out about, floor is yours, brother, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, I just want to thank you guys for uh, having me on. It was great. I'd love to come back again. Uh, for anybody who wants to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at last real man roh uh if you care to support the last real man uh and, and what i do uh, i always have uh t-shirts available at pro wrestling backslash silas young and uh yeah you know just uh check check out my twitter check out my instagram um you know i'm doing shows every weekend uh, i've got a show in minnesota this coming weekend a show in like the Sheboygan area of Wisconsin on Saturday. The other, the Friday night is in uh, Minneapolis and um, book somewhere every weekend. Uh, so come check it out. Show your Hell yeah. Story. And like I said, he'll be here live and in living color again to face past guests of the show, Karam coming up for sanctuary and also for horror slam. So if you're in the area, make sure you're in that bitch. Most likely we're going to be in there. We're going to go down to uh, GCW this Friday and check out our guy, Darren McCarty. Hopefully, you know, he doesn't leave with too much glass in his head. You know, a little birdie told me he might be getting in the action, but Hey, sometimes hey. it shakes down like that. So before we go, next- before we go, go ahead. I, I just want to clear the air. And this is in a joking matter. So you are not Stan Hansen's nephew, correct? Hell no. <laughs> So I, yeah, I'll give you a quick little short. Story. I had to get that out there. I've been waiting on the show. I've been show to say that. I worked some guy on a show somewhere really early in my career, and I think that guy was billing himself as Stan Hansen's nephew. And I totally don't think he was Stan Hansen's nephew either. And I think just some wires got crossed somewhere, and that's where that whole thing came from. Because I've been asked that a lot oh, uh, to the point where I went and looked it up, where I was like, where the fuck is this story coming from? Because I've never claimed <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know that. From. I thought it was actually built somewhere. Like, maybe that was just your character. Was yeah, like, no, I, not, I at all. not at all. So I think it was some <laughs> other guy who was claiming to be, and he definitely was not either. So I think that's where that story comes Another from. Another Waldo Von Eric. Hot damn. Yeah, yeah right. right, right. <laughs> hey, you know what, though? You know what's funny is you go to those, you go to WWE and put those handcuffs on. That's probably what they're going to bill you as. So, yeah. It could be billed as worse, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say, if they're going to compare you to somebody, at least, I mean, shit, if you ever gonna, were going to throw a clothesline, I mean, Stan Hansen might be the guy to – might be to learn from shit. He might spit his chew at you in the meantime. Yeah. But <laughs> if you guys haven't done so and are still waiting, I don't know what the fuck you're waiting for. But make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit the like button, all the comment buttons, all those things. Make sure you're following the last real man at all those social medias. Make sure you're following us at KO3C Pod. And if you're in the area for the GCW show, 
Come say what up. What up, Donald? Hope you're uh, better soon with COVID. And until next time and in the in-between time. <laughs>